This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Doggy Pod. I'm Dr. Rob Zamet. And I am Dr. Rob Zamet's producer, and my name <laughs> is Stephen Peters. And in this week's episode, we ask the question, do dogs actually cry when they're sad? And I'm going to tell you just why your dog wants to please you so much. I mean, just why are they so devoted to their owners, even if at times their owner may be cruel or simply ignores them all the time? And it's something I've always wondered about some breeds of dogs, and in this case, cattle dogs. How do they know how to herd sheep and cattle? Is is it something inherently, you know, are they born to it? Is it in their DNA? How do they get those skills? Do they go to doggy herding school or what? Mm-hmm. Anyway, Rob will tell us in a moment. Anyway, we'll kick off the show with, uh, as we do always, with um, what's been happening in the clinic this week. Um, well, one of the things that did happen was an unusual case of You've always got unusual cases. <laughs> this is the unusual. Every day is an adventure in your clinic. This one was. Um, it was, and it was a sad adv- adventure because it was a female dog that had been right through a pregnancy, you know, through the nine weeks, and the puppies were not thriving. And I'm talking uh, nine puppies that were not thriving at all. And so the owner said, well, "Would I come and see them?" Because they didn't want to bring them out. There was a lot of puppies, and it was a big dog, it was a German Shepherd. So it was a natural birth? Natural birth. I went out there, and they certainly weren't thriving. And there was some of them, I saw some milk coming out of their noses. And I thought, what the hell's going on here? So I opened their mouths, and there was a cleft palate. And they opened the next one, and a cleft palate. Stephen, it was sad because all nine puppies had severe cliffs. Now, you can't... How unusual is that? I've never seen it in a whole litter. Yeah, I've seen occasional cleft palates mm. in... Pretty much all breeds of dogs, there are certain breeds that we see it more so than others. But in none of those breeds have I ever seen a whole litter of uh, dogs 
puppies that had cleft palates. They all had this congenital abnormality. And sadly, I had to put them all to sleep because to try and rear them is cruel because you have to try and tube feed them, get them to go to the toilet. They can't suckle. A cleft palate is an opening on the roof of your mouth. Imagine if you open your mouth and you can put your finger on the roof of your mouth. That's oh. fine. You couldn't do that. If you could open these ones' mouth, you'd put your finger right into the nasal sinus. It, they just couldn't suckle at all. And so you had to, had to... Had to put them down. Oh, that's dreadful. There's a couple of reasons that happens. When it happens in one or two, what we've found through research is that it's um, because of lack of being able to metabolize vitamin B properly. So if you are going to get pregnant or if you're going to have, get your female dog pregnant, get you know, mate her to another dog, it's good to keep them on some sort of vitamin supplement that has vitamin B in it because the, the methylating of the vitamin B is vital as, as ensuring that you don't have that palate problem. A bit like when we have with folic acid, we know that's good for neural tube problems in both humans and dogs. Same deal with vitamin B. The other problem, and I think this was their problem, they were using so many disinfectants, they had strong antifungal type medications, and somehow that got into the bitter system. Antifungal drugs cause a lot of abnormalities. In fact, any drug can cause abnormality in a developing fetus. I also my clients, if you're pregnant or your dog's pregnant, don't touch chemicals. Don't touch anything that you shouldn't. Now, we know these days... Pregnant women avoid things like cream cheese and certain cold meats and things because of bacteria. But there's also things in there that can cause abnormalities in the fetus. And so it's essential to be careful to avoid those things. In this case, it was so sad. I had had to do the, the kind thing for the puppies, put them all to sleep. And then we had to then, of course, medicate the bitch, tranquilize her and give her drugs to dry up her milk and take away help take away some of the mothering instinct that is very natural with dogs so she went on to a drug to help do all those things for her she's doing well now you know, <clears throat> i rang the people up and yep, the milk's drying up and she's going back to normal as if uh, nothing happened they're going to have a d-sex they're not going to risk it again really okay so, yeah, it just it was too too traumatic watching a whole litter having to be destroyed it was it was hard on me doing it and then taking all those little bodies away it was not an easy oh. thing to do, I'll tell you now. So just keep those things in mind. If you are thinking of breeding dogs, it's um, not just a walk in the park. It's not just something, oh, it happens natural, don't worry about it. There are things you have to consider. You have to consider the right conditions. You know, we're not in a natural state. We're in a domesticated state now. So you have to provide the right environment, both physically, chemically, emotionally, in every way possible, you have to provide the right environment for the female to make sure the litter all goes well for you. And there are a lot of people these days have been breeding, just a one-off litter with their bitches. Fine, if you're going to do that, make sure you're under a good mentor, a good instructor that can help you do it all properly so no one suffers and you don't end up with these disasters that we sometimes see. Well, that segues nice into one of our subjects on today's show, and that is... Do dogs cry? You know, I'm thinking that poor mum had had all her new pups and then all her new pups were gone and probably didn't understand exactly why. Well, I'm sure she wouldn't have. But um, do do I mean, we know dogs bark because they're angry and they howl, but the dogs actually cry. Can well, a dog cry? Well, they don't, don't cry tears. In fact, it's thought that the only animal that cries...
cries tears from sadness as humans. I'm not sure that that's true because I've seen a few other animals where I'm sure that I've seen tears. Dogs don't do that, um, but they certainly will whimper. Uh, dogs do get sadness, don't get me wrong. I mean, we might know of a case, there was a case years ago when a terrier, a dog called a Sky Terrier, um, passed away. Uh, no, sorry, he didn't pass away. His owner passed away, he lived in a, a city. The owner passed away. The dog went there where the grave was. He could smell the owner there, and he stayed there for the rest of his life. The locals in the village built a little shelter for him and brought him food, but he never left. He could sense his never. master, even he, though his master was in a coffin and six feet under. Correct. He never left that graveyard, just stayed there until he passed away of old age as well. So we know dogs do feel um, sadness. They do feel grief. You know, if, if there are two dogs in the family and one dies, there's always some grief for the other dog, and we have to try and help them through that as much as we have to help ourselves through it as well. So there is sadness in dogs. There's a bit of you know, whimpering when they're sad, that sort of thing. So that, that's when a dog's whimpering. That's, yeah, that's what he's know, doing. Yeah, she's some, doing. Something's wrong. There, there is something wrong. They're telling you there is a problem. Yeah, they let you know. But they don't actually have tear ducts per se. They have tear ducts. They have tears. They produce tears. They have to. Otherwise, they, they wouldn't have moist eyes right. and it would cause a lot of problems. In fact, that's one of the problems that we do see in dogs. A disease called keratoconjunctivitis seca, or dry eye, happens in people. When it happens in dogs, then treatment has to be done for it. Either um, tear ducts may have to be you know, looked at, tear production has to be looked at. Specialists will take the, uh, the duct from a salivary gland and put it in the eye so that it produces saliva, so they've got tears to keep it moist. Uh, or they will try certain products, which are not cheap, but um, they'll try certain products to try and keep the the eye from drying out. If it dries out, the cornea dries out, you'll get ulcers, and eventually the eye would have to be removed because it gets damaged so badly. So yes, they do produce tears, but they don't produce tears for sadness. Mm. And dogs, dogs can smile as well, can't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen oh, pictures, but you don't know whether that's a smile or just that's the way the dog's mouth is. Or are they showing their teeth in anger? And, yes. You know, because they might, when the dog's angry, it'll, like wolves, they'll lift up their lips and growl, showing their teeth. You know, it's a sign of aggression and mm. says, right, you want to take me on? This is what you're taking on, this mouthful of teeth. <laughs> um, but a lot of dogs... And certain, again, certain breeds have a propensity to do this. Dalmatians are well known for it. For Uh, smiling. For smiling. And it's important that you know that because I I have had owners, look, he keeps growling at me. I keep smacking him. No, he's not growling. He's happy to see you. (laughs) Don't smack your dog, for goodness sakes, especially not for being happy to see you. Dogs will smile by lifting their lips. Lots of breeds, I've seen German Shepherds do it and other breeds do it. Not all dogs can do it. Um, I think if you've got big, real big, droopy lips, it's much, much harder to do. Though I have seen a Newfoundland with those big, droopy lips smile. That's the cutest looking thing. But they're smiling because they're happy. Like They're humans. happy. They're very happy to see you. And they're saying, you know, oh, I'm so glad you're here, Dad or Mum or whatever it is. And they'll just smile at you and you know, give you the most beautiful looking eyes. You can see it's a, it's a soft, what I call a soft eye. They have a very soft, tender eye. They're not trying to stare you out. It's not aggression. 
Okay, Dr. Rob, this is less a medical question and more, a, I guess, an emotional mm-hmm. question about dogs. Why do dogs, why are they so desperate to please us? I'm not desperate, but why are they just so loving? I mean, I'm sure there are other animals the same. I'm not suggesting dogs are exclusive, although cats don't appear to. But anyway, don't start <laughs> me on cats. Um, but why, why, do ha- why do dogs have just so much love to give? Sure. And look, it stems from... 40,000 odd years of evolution. Some people are not saying, oh, there's many years, but regardless, it's a lot of years of evolution where humans and dogs have got together. The human canine bond predates agriculture. That's how long ago it all started. That dogs would be hanging around. Hanging around humans, becoming, Mm. yeah. and, And over the years, we have selected for our genetics, selected for dogs that want to be with humans, like to be with humans, what we don't realise, we've also selected for humans that want dogs around. And, you know, for, I hate to say it, but if you hate dogs and you want to be cruel to a dog, you should surrender yourself to the police. You're path, you are, honestly, you know, it's true. It's been shown. You're some sort of sociopath. If, so, what, if you can't be friendly with a dog? Well, or, the, the, or some people just aren't dog people, although I've never met one. Well, <laughs> no, but, but people that are cruel to dogs and... It's about boundaries. I'll start being cruel to animals, especially if they're cruel yes. to dogs. They tend to be sociopaths. hate to say it, but that's what it is. But anyway, dogs themselves love to please people because it's in their very DNA. And when they do it, there are chemicals that are released. Endorphins are released that make them feel, oh, very happy. There's also the love hormone that's released. Now, scientists have looked at the, the bloods before and after human interaction with dogs and the love hormone called oxytocin. Um, oxytocin is used to <clears throat> let milk let down in females. You know, it helps a woman that's um, feeding a child or any female that's feeding their young. They release oxytocin and it lets milk down. It also causes the uterus contraction during labor, but it's also a hormone that's released both in males and females um, when you feel love for someone or you know, you, and you see them and, and during lovemaking, oxytocin goes up in quite high levels in your blood. It's the same with dogs. Just being with you raises their oxytocin levels so they feel good. That just makes them feel, oh, that is so nice that you're here. Endorphins are released, other chemicals that we don't even know about. Just makes them feel relaxed and, of course, they feel safe. Yeah, they always feel safe with their when their owner's there, because you they know that while they'll protect you, you'll protect them. They associate you with all sorts of things like shelter and food, but it's more than that, isn't it? It's more than just bribery. It's just pure unadulterated love that they have, and it's unconditional. They give it without you know, rhyme or reason. They just give it to their owners, and I say without rhyme or reason because, as you said, sometimes person can be cruel to a dog and yet the dog comes back and says oh, i'm sorry what did i do wrong dog did nothing wrong just the person's being cruel and yet the yeah you know, and sometimes it's cruel cruelness from adults this is what i do see through ignorance you know people sometimes are cruel to their dogs without even realizing it and like what what do you mean well you know the the Probably the worst ones that I see is overfeeding of dogs. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that's not a good. That, that's re, that's really cruel because the dog ends up with all sorts of medical conditions. But then you also have the person says, 
oh no, I've got to show him who's the boss, I've got to smack him. You don't have to smack a dog, ever. Training doesn't need, you don't need to smack a dog to train it. But you do hear that, people say, you've got to let them know who's boss. You don't. They will know naturally who the pack leader is if you do it properly. You don't have to put them down and hurt them and things like that. But I've seen people who are, you know, not necessarily cruel, but certainly dismissive of their dogs and don't appear to show them any great affection, yet the dog's just there waiting, desperate for any attention, and will keep coming back time and time and time again. And that's mental cruelty, isn't it? You know, just uh, every time the the dog comes up, go away. Yeah, how would you feel? I know after so many rejections, a human says, well, that's it. But not Dogs, a dog. unconditional love. All right, let's talk herding. And I mean cattle dog type herding. I've always wondered, you know, obviously they cattle dogs can be trained to herd sheep and cattle, but... Basically, it's in their genes, isn't it? It seems to be mm-hmm. in their DNA. What other dogs have sort of similar traits that are, that obviously go back thousands of years um, that they just naturally want to herd animals twice their size that could stomp them into the ground if they <laughs> don't yeah, like it? sure. I mean, that's true. Um, and it's not... I think every dog has natural traits. And sometimes I'm surprised. Um, I saw someone who could not control a Rottweiler in the United States, they're having lots of troubles with this dog. And my friend, Susan Milan, took this dog on. And of all things, he used to take it out herding to, to, to a place where they do herding. And for some reason, this Rottweiler, which is not really a herding dog, you know, Rottweilers were developed um, to guard things. In fact, <clears throat> they were developed by the butchers in Germany to guard the cart. You know, it used to take the meat in the cart, and they'd you know, someone yell up from upstairs, yes, I want whatever Couple it is. A couple of lamb chops. And, yep. Uh, yep. So they'd have to race up there, leave the meat down there, uh, and people could steal it. Well, not when the Rottweiler was there looking yeah. after the meat. <laughs> okay, it's your meat. Um, and even though he was developed for that, this Rottweiler was out there herding. And then because he started herding, he had a job to do, and all of a sudden he became a good dog again. So herding can, goes back, it's probably the first thing that the dogs did with us. They hunted, so we did have do have the hunters. The hounds tend to be the hunters, and then we have the herding dogs. And there are well, so what's another herding dog? Like? Oh gosh, there's a, there's at least thirty breeds. But let's go through right, a couple. Okay. Um, and I think we have the best ones here in Australia. We do have the Australian cattle dog, as you mentioned, the mm. cattle dogs. Um, but other cattle dogs, and people don't think of them as cattle dogs, are corgis. Short little no, dogs. I definitely don't think of no, them as but they are, ca- they are honestly cattle dogs, not sheep dogs, but cattle dogs. And they're good in yards, especially because they're small. You know, if, if someone goes to kick them, they duck quite easily underneath the kick. And so, fear, fearless, obviously. Very fearless. Corgis are very fearless. Of course, we have our Kelpies that are brilliant sheep dogs, great sheep dogs. They'll do cattle as well, but they are good. The Border Collie, a... a breed that you know, rides from in Scotland but has found a home well and truly in Australia and it's believed that Australia has the best border collies in the world by the way. Judges that come out here often when they're judging can't believe the quality of our border collies and we'll give them best in group or best in show simply because they haven't seen such good border collies. We do have the best. But how do these dogs instinctively know what to do? It's in their DNA. We've, as I said we've selected for dogs that will help us 
in herding. And this is how human civilization went on. Um, yeah, we started off the Stone Age, if you like, and we were just hunters at best. It wasn't until we really could herd animals and look after animals that human civilization really took off. If you look at the evolution of humans, you'll find that that's when we really started taking off as a species once we could get into agriculture. And the thing that got us into agriculture was being able to keep animals together for food, um, yeah, for flocks of animals. And who did that for us? Dogs. Even nowadays, you take a dog out west to herd sheep, it's better than having half a dozen humans. You know, a dog will go out there, they're faster than the humans, they, they've got more stamina than humans, and they certainly know what they're doing. They don't spook the animals in the wrong direction. They are driven by two things. There are two basic rules in herding. One, you circle and circle and make the group cohesive and tighter. So you circle the group of cattle or sheep, whatever it is, and that binds them together into one group then you can start driving them in, in the direction you want. And they're, they're clever enough to know this. So other breeds, I said the Australian Shepherd, the Border Collie, um, there are uh, many breeds not from this country, the Collie Rough itself, you know, the Lassie Dogs. They are a Shepherd Dog mm. as well. Uh, there's quite a What did you call it, a Collie, collie Rough? Collie, well, there's two types of Collies. There's the Collie Ruff, the Lassie that we all know. Yes, yes. Then there's one with a very smooth coat, very short, smooth coat. And that's what they call They call the Collie Smooth. Uh, the Shetland Sheepdog, you know, in the, on the Isle of Shetland, a difficult island to manoeuvre around, those little Shetland Sheepdogs go up and get the sheep down from the mountains and bring them down. Great little herding dogs. Then there's breeds like the Old English Sheepdog. The Old English Sheepdog was a not just a shepherd dog. You know, if you have a look at an Old English English sheepdog's teeth, they're bigger than the German Shepherds. Oh. Yeah, the German Shepherd, we know, used to go with the uh, sheep herder and take the sheep to market, and you know, any wolves that come round, the shepherd had to deal with that, or any, any robbers. Same with the old English sheepdog. Not wolves, because over in England, but there were a lot of marauding people, and the, the shepherd boy would take a few days to get to market. So the old English sheepdog had to trot along with him. They developed a, a gait that was an energy-conserving gait called the amble. They don't trot. But really, they, they will trot in the show ring, but they, they developed this energy-conserving amble, and they could go for miles with this. They have a long coat. Why? To keep the shepherd boy warm at night. In England, it gets bloody cold even in summer at night. Well, the old English sheepdog kept the shepherd boy warm at night. And, of course, it was always looking around, making sure everything was okay um, and any problems, it could charge out. They've got this big elastic gallop, if you see them gallop, and they can take on anybody and repel any marauders that would take the sheep or hurt the shepherd boy. So they would go to and from the markets. There are lots of different breeds, lots of different dogs that have developed to do different jobs in different countries where it was required. Uh, in America, they do develop that dog, which I've mentioned earlier, because people think it's an Australian dog, the Australian Shepherd. It's an American dog developed over there for their sheep work, would you believe? But from an Australian, originally an Australian dog, I'm guessing. Yeah, some different dogs. They say they went over there, take, taken over there to um, help with some merinos that we sold over there. So from a group of dogs that were sent over there to look after the merinos that we sold over there, 
they developed this beautiful group of dogs, this lovely breed of dogs, that, you know, great family dogs, great agility work, and uh, lovely shepherd dogs, of course, the Australian Shepherd. Great with kids too, I must say. Alrighty, now it's a very sad time because it's the end of this episode, but only sad for a little bit because there'll be another new episode out next Friday. Uh, Thanks very much for listening. You'll find us on Facebook and Instagram. And please, if you um, haven't listened to all of the Donkey Pod episodes, they're all there on the platform of your choice, whether it be iTunes or Google or Spotify or wherever. Um, Every episode is there. So, you know, go back, brush up on your... uh, canine knowledge do yourself a favor anyway we'll see you next week thanks for listening what have you got for us rob a little farewell a little goodbye something wrapping up today we remember we know now dogs love us unconditionally they love to please us they've heard with us they was they will hunt with us as hunting dogs they'll retrieve for us what we've learned is dogs are good and we are better humans because of dogs well that goes without saying done do somebody should do a podcast on that i think it's a good idea Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.